Stay on top of all meaningful top trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. All right, 11 after 7, Friday morning. Good morning. Well, over the last few weeks, you would have heard several reports about people claiming that children have fallen ill after eating food and snacks bought at spaza shops. Within that is a claim that these shops are all run or often run or sometimes run by foreign nationals. We've seen in some communities people trying to remove these foreign nationals. And at the same time, there's a series of very complicated dynamics here. As I understand it, the person running a spa's shop, so the person you see, often isn't the person who owns it. They're running it for someone else. Many of these shops also run by one person, so they end up sleeping there. That, of course, leads to other problems. And then you have the response from communities who try and remove people running these shops. Dr. Trevor Nguane is the director at the Center for Sociological Research and Practice at the University of Johannesburg. Dr. Nguane, good morning, and thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Stephen. There's so many dynamics to this, and I suppose one place to start this conversation might be to ask, why is it that so many informal shops appear to be run by foreign nationals when people born outside South Africa only make up 3% of our population? Yes. So what happened is that uh, under apartheid, black business was stifled. There were policies such as one man, one shop. So you couldn't have, you couldn't have more than one shop as a black person. Also... With the new South Africa, there was a movement into the township by big business, uh, all the shopping malls. And then this uh, big business, you know, is highly concentrated and they actually stifle small business uh, and creating very little space for small business. And then, uh, you know, the people from Somalia, whatever, with their business experience and also because they are coherent groups, you know, migrants tend to club together, they help each other, and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, they are willing, as you know, with the problem with labor, to take less, you know, in terms of profit, so uh, they were able to, to, to move in. I mean, look, Stephen, we've got uh, the taxi industry, certain social groups dominate that, so that is the nature of capitalist development, also racial capitalism where, you know, it's difficult for groups to find a toehold. What people see, of course, is that, you know, this shop and then that shop across the road and the one round the corner at the taxi rank, they're run by foreign nationals. And that's the perception. And I suppose you can't blame people for what they see. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's it's a fact, you know. Uh, But uh, I, I think in this case, you know, I think in your introduction, you were quite good in pointing out some of the dynamics and the underlying causes and I was just giving you a history, mm. also a broader context. But it's not always negative. I can, I'm sitting in my window. There is a, a spaza shop there run by a guy from uh, Somalia, actually. Nice guy. There's always queues uh, to buy his products. Uh, I've never come across any goods that are expired. Uh, I talk to him now and again. So, you know, let's not paint a uh, mm. spaza shop with one uh, broad black brush. These groups that go around, they try and attack or they inspect these shops. And in some cases, I mean, in some cases, they just go and try and chase people away or steal, whatever. How does that develop? I mean, is that, is that, I mean, it's tempting if you live in a suburb to say that's just xenophobia. Obviously, there are many other things to it. Yes, some of it is extortion, protection, rackets. Some, some of it is pure bullying where people feel that they can act out their frustration, attack 
you know, as, as, as part of the shop owner, no one will fight back. Remember, here, you know, when kids die because of expired goods, these are just bad, uh, you know, unscrupulous business practices, which happen at both small business level and at big business level, you know, price fixing. Uh, remember, we had that scandal in 2013 with uh, big supermarkets selling us meat with donkey meat. Mm. So those things happen. But how do we fight back against the big, the big guys when they actually do these wrong things? Sometimes you see in the local uh, 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 supermarket that uh, the, the goods, the fruit, uh, the vegetables are not as fresh as those sold in the suburbs. So all those things, we need consumer action, but you must not weaponize consumer action to achieve uh, nefarious, questionable ends, like uh, hidden political agendas, xenophobia, etc. Well, the politics is interesting. And I mean, we see politicians talking about this and sometimes giving contradictory messages. Um, I think the ANC, if I remember correctly, would follow a sort of progressive pan-Africanism. Um, and yet we see the Home Affairs Minister saying he wants councils to inspect spas or shops. And sure, I've had my own uh, arguments with, with Dr. Erin Mozzoledi in the past, but I do to an extent understand his position. He He's the person blamed for all of these things. Oh, yes. But the problem with the ANC, which is why, you know, everyone is not happy with it, is that its policy approach is patchwork, it's inconsistent, uh, its top leadership is prioritizing wrong things such as self-enrichment, uh, you know, uh, just uh, poor uh, governance. So as a result, there will be contradictions. Also, there will be an element of political opportunism. And remember, there's the 2024 uh, elections coming. Everyone is jumping and treating the issue as a political football, especially migration. But migration is not something, you know, uh, which we should approach that way. We need a serious uh, thought out, well-researched approach, and we need to find solutions because migration will increase, not decrease in the future. So it must not be dealt with as a political football. No solution is going to come that way. Dr. Trevor Nguane, thank you. Director of the Center for Sociological Research and Practice at the University of Johannesburg.